0: Hi, everyone. It's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Regardless of how long you've been on a spiritual journey, it can be helpful to get an external measure of how mature we are on spirit level. It's one thing to espouse ideas, but when it comes down to it, how you feel, embody, and respond to what is happening around you, especially when there is tension or polarization, is a key indicator to how far you've really come. Today we're going to discuss how a very important shift can not only indicate growing maturity on spirit level, it can create much more opportunity expand possibility and give you more momentum after the discussion we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to help begin to remove the distortion patterns around this topic so let's get started dennis
1: you know karen from a very personal standpoint i can i can tell as i've done this work that uh, i have felt a shift in it has to do with two different relationships, my relationship with myself, but also my relationship with the world around me. And so I, I'm curious, is that is that fairly common that people go through that?
0: Yeah, I would say yes, uh, very common. In fact, that's um, what mo- most people noticed first, Uh, in addition to a lot of other change that they can experience. And there is a a point where things start to shift. And um, that's the shift we're talking about today in terms of um, becoming or embodying more of what I call spirit maturity. And so what that means is that oftentimes when we... are looking for something to change and we're spinning in that stuckness, we can often feel like we're a victim, like it's other people's fault, right? Like life is happening to us. It's, it's their fault that, you know, it's my mother's fault that I'm like this. If I hadn't experienced this trauma, I wouldn't be like this. If that person hadn't cut me off with the light, I would be having a better day. Like you have that feeling because you're not in a very highly resonant state. You're at a much lower resonance and your perspective as a result reflects that. As you do more of this work and your frequency resonance rises, you get to a point where you start to clear off more and more of the distortion patterns. You start to integrate the higher level frequency, your frequency level starts to buoy up. And as you move up in your frequency resonance, this wonderful shift starts to happen where you start to, instead of pointing the finger at other people or other circumstances or situations that caused you to be the way you are, you realize or start to. realize that you have a role in it. You are co-creating this reality. So you have a level of freedom and also personal accountability for what is happening in your reality. So instead of just pointing the finger at others, being like, you screwed this up and you should be doing this better and all that stuff, you, you, you realize, wait a minute here. Wait a minute here. I'm participating in some way with this reality. I am creating this. So I have accountability to look within myself to see what's still here. That's a distortion pattern or a behavior or whatever it is that's contributing to my experience and my perception of the reality. Because as you know, Dennis, we've talked about this before, right? You can have the same room that two different people walk into with two different perspectives and they have an entirely different experience of that room, right? The room has not changed. There's nothing different about that room. It's exactly identical. But each of those people can have a very different experience. Like One people can be like, oh, I love this room. It's lovely. It's exactly at the right room temperature. I love the decor. The natural light here is specific. it's wonderful. Whatever they appreciate. And to the other person, they may be like, oh, there's too much light. It's too bright. It's hurting my eyes. It smells funny. I wish they'd painted the walls a different shade of white. Whatever, right? They can have a very different perception of exactly the same thing. So as you rise in your frequency resonance and you take more personal accountability because you realize that you are having a very significant impact on reality, your perception and experience of the reality and yourself can shift.
1: You know, one of the things I found that that personal accountability that you talk about, uh, as you become more aware, it's, it's not always, uh, comforting, Uh, You know, because you become truly aware of who you are and how you act and how you behave and what you say and what you do. And you do have to account for your actions and your, you know, and I just, a simple thing is judgment. You know, you assume, well, I'm not very judgmental. Well, very judgmental. (laughs) And, uh, you know, you talk about finger pointing, a lot of finger pointing. And so as, as you truly, you know, kind of come back home and start to do the work and start to release the distortions and, and you start to see that and you do say, well, you know, maybe, just maybe this has a lot to do with me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But what's, yeah. so exciting, what's so exciting about the work is not for the sake of crucifying yourself, right. but for the sake of saying, you know, I I don't have to act this way. I don't have to be this person. I, I yeah. can go to a higher level.
0: Yes, exactly. And it's to realize, you know, in the when we're in that state of what I call um, spirit immaturity, right? You're not very empowered because all this stuff is happening to you, which is why you have to blame other people, right? It's like right, and you believe all your thoughts and your emotions and what other people tell you. You believe all that stuff because you believe it's real. As your resonance rises, you start to gain some distance from your thoughts, your emotions, your distortion patterns. So you can start to realize, wait a minute, what is this stuff? And is it required that I react in this way? Do I really want to be this, as you say, be this person right now? Or can I just take a moment here and like, just get a sense of, do I have to believe this? Is this really true? Just because I'm having this emotional response, does it mean that that's You know what I mean? The the way things really are. It's just my perception is this, do you see what I'm saying? It's not the way things truly are. It's just the filter I'm looking through. So when we get to have more distance from our thoughts, emotions, other people's thoughts, emotions, and we realize that we're empowered, it becomes a very different kind of ballgame. And that's in part this, this kind of spirit maturity that I'm talking about. That's when you realize, wait a minute, there's something within me that's causing this physical reality to show up like this, that is causing this interaction to be like this. It's causing the the whatever reality that you're pulling to you to be the way it is. And as you say, it can be something that is not delightful to examine within oneself, right? You're like, oh wow, yeah, I'm really judgmental about this particular type of group or this particular type of person. Or it's, and it's often, Dennis, easier to blame other people than it is to look within yourself and to see, okay, well, where is the weakness in me right now what is it about me that needs to change in this situation how can i grow how can i adapt become better and transcend and even it takes more energy to do that it takes more courage in a way to look within as opposed to just cast the blame outwards which is really easy and happens in our culture all the time right now like there's a lot of finger pointing so um, it's a harder road but one that's uh, ultimately more rewarding and also a sign of uh, spirit maturity
1: you know, I think another another byproduct to all that is the fact that you develop a stronger understanding of other people's behavior and actions. Yes. Rather than just, you know, pointing the finger, it's just like, Wow. You know, those those are behaviors that I used to have, those are behaviors that I used to do. And uh So you develop a a greater sense of understanding about humankind and why we act the way that we act.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you can have a higher form of compassion too. So I just want to clarify compassion for people. So a lot of people who are empathic, all right? So when they feel others more than they feel themselves, um, they will go into the, um, um, poor them, right? And so what can happen is they can then allow those people to dump their stuff on them because they think, oh, poor them, right? When we talk about compassion. The thing is to be aware that, yes, that is a hard road for them, but to not let them come into your space to latch into you, okay? To because that just bogs you down and it doesn't liberate them. So whilst you can acknowledge and recognize the difficulty and the challenge that person is in in that moment, it's to not allow for them to latch into you, right? To pull you down because, or take on their burdens or whatnot. Because it, again, that doesn't really save them. It only makes you heavier. It doesn't really help the whole at all. Okay. So just to be aware that you can have a growing level of compassion, as you say. And in fact, it's interesting, I've noticed that as a frequency resonance rises, you have, because you've gone through more of the personal awareness, the looking at oneself and the release of that and taking accountability for it. You have more compassion because you're like, wow, I've been down that road. I know what that looks like. It's hard. And I have that, that sucks that they're there and they have a choice as to whether or not they can transcend it or not right? So you're not trying to make them do anything. You're not taking on anything. There's no should they should do this to make them better. You're just with them. You're like, I see you. I see where you are right now. You have choices more than you're aware of. And I'm just going to hold my neutral space. So that's important too, as you rise in, in resonance. And it's just sort of like a natural, uh, as you say, byproduct of, of our resonance rising, which is a really beautiful thing.
1: You know, and, and something you just said there, Karen, about the fact that as as you do become more mature, you understand, you know, the, the greatest way that I can help you is by first helping myself, allowing myself to have that personal growth instead of, uh, well, I guess what I'm going to have to do is sacrifice my journey for the sake of helping you and however that might be. And so that, that would be not a good thing to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you can do it, right? You have choice, but it doesn't help your resonance to rise. That is for sure. Yes, it just bogs you down and makes you heavier. Um, so you're right. And the wonderful thing is that when you start to shift, right, to this stance where you start to realize you have so much power as a creator, really, this is what this, this shift indicates, right, that you are empowered much more than you might believe to create your reality. So then you have to think to yourself, well, if I'm creating my reality, you know, and it looks like this, is there something else that I need to clear within me to have it be different if I want it to be different? And of course, there's also this surrendered state that we enter, right? This uh, surrender from strength that you and I have talked about often. That's, if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's Uh, an entire episode of Surrender from Strength. So please go and watch that if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's very different from surrender from a place of weakness. But on spirit level, when you surrender from strength, it's actually knowing that you're very, very strong and that whatever comes your way, you can transcend. So as you enter more of that surrender from strength, it's more like you are like, wow, what else can happen? And there's a part of you also that's like, well, if I'm creating this, what else do I need to clear in order to have a better and different experience? Do I need to look at, do I need to know exactly what that's going to look like or control what it's exactly going to look like? No, I have no need to do that. I just know that at a higher resonance, things can shift. What will that look like? You know, so it's kind of exciting because it propels more growth, which is, infinite, right? Of embodying this greater and higher level resonance, which includes not only you as a creator and you knowing that really from not a mental standpoint, but from an experiential standpoint, it's starting to understand and not really understand because it's a mental, but to know and to feel and to embody that big S self that you and I keep talking about, Dennis, from the greater perspective, like what is possible even, right? Because that's where the fun is. That's where the growth is. And you realize that you are not a victim, that you are, in fact, something more powerful than you might even think initially, which is really exciting.
1: Yeah, and that, that is a tremendous shift. Uh, and it does, it does become kind of a, a game is where as, as you do your personal work and then you kind of interact, you know, you, you kind of go out into the world And you go to a meeting or you connect with somebody or you, you know, whatever that is. And it's almost like you get a chance to see kind of where you're at. And how did, how did I handle that situation? Yeah. How did I respond to that? You know, uh, in the past, that person would have just really just drove me crazy. But, you know, it seems like I'm kind of, you know, that's your journey and I wish you well. And, uh, so it's, it's fun to kind of, as you, as you do evolve to kind of have these relationships to bounce off of, to kind of see where you're at.
0: Yeah. And I, I feel that's great because, um, what's really fun is, um, you'll know what I have noticed is that when, uh, clients have gone through a big period of shift, where they've released a lot and their frequency resonance has really shifted up quite a bit. All of a sudden, something will come about that they come into contact with or interaction with family or uh, old friends. And that's for them to like release confirm the removal of the distortion patterns I've been working on, like sort of en masse, you know, like done in the real world and to see, like you say, how far you've come and those moments to celebrate how far you come. We forget to do this, right? Those of us who are journeying, who are growth-oriented, growth, um, we're kind of always like striving to be better, like, okay, we're going to become better. We're going to raise our resonance. But we forget like, oh my God, I used to be there because that person embodies where you came from. And now I'm here, it's not that you're better than, okay? It's not about that. Like, I am so much better than that person. It's not about arrogance. It's like, wow, that's where I was and this is how I am. And look how much freer I am. I'm not bogged down by all that stuff. That's really amazing. Good job me. You know, to be like proud of yourself that you've taken the courage to and done the work to release those distortions that used to bog you down. And you can see it so clearly in the other person now. You're like, wow, I can see how those patterns are running them. And I can see how that limits them. And I to be just like that and that gives you more compassion for them more a greater understanding for them and also a celebration of you and for a gratitude for how far you've come it's important to celebrate ourselves because that's like um in a way a sign of your own spirit like a spirit maturity as well okay because it's not just about the personal accountability it's about the gratitude for self right not in comparison to anyone else that's the ego just for yourself OK, of what you have achieved, because part of that is embodying and embracing your own brilliance, okay? your own power of who you are, who you are and who you are becoming, which is glorious and magnificent because you are remembering that you are an aspect of the divine and that is glorious and magnificent. And it's weird for us to think of those words in relation to us. And that is who you are
1: you know and i think that's what makes this so different than probably anything else that uh, we've experienced in the past there's there's really not a set of metrics nope. you know so when you talk about growth when you talk about celebrating you know that growth you know it's you know it's not like okay i went from here to here to here to here it's just the fact that you you have these life experiences that really give you a golden opportunity to see that personal growth.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a reflection, which is really fantastic. And by the way, like you said, this is not about self-judgment, right? So if there's a moment where you're like, dang it, I should have acted better there. Okay, well, that's how you responded in that moment. Okay, it's not about beating yourself up. What else needs to clear her? What, what happened here? Why is, this, why is this coming up, right? So instead of beating yourself up, to have the awareness. You're like, okay, that wasn't what, what happened there wasn't magnificent. Definitely not, you know, not super proud of how I reacted in that moment. And I have accountability because I did react that way in that moment. Okay, now what caused that? How can I learn from that? How can I be better? Is there something there that I can't see? What is it? You know what I mean? So what is up for me? So to use that not as a point of like self-flagellation or uh, diminishing yourself, but okay, taking accountability, seeing, that that happened, how can I be better? How can I be better the next time? So it's all a process of this. Okay? It's not to beat yourself up because you're human. You're human. And to acknowledge that you when you fall down, and then to get up, and to acknowledge self, and to keep going, right? So to me, that's the magnificence of the journey.
1: I think uh, there's a lot of folks listening today, Karen, that are going to say thank you very much because, like you say, it is a process, and we're all, we're all going through it. We're all human, and, but this discussion certainly helps. So thank you. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC, exactly what is that?
0: these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group Frequency Calibration for Gaging Spirit Maturity. So uh, spirit maturity has a lot to do with self-awareness and Ability to accept and be with who we are in terms of all of our distortion patterns, being able to see clearly, take accountability for them, and to not take things too personally. To realize and rise up out of the victim pattern, if you have it, and to realize that uh, what is being presented to you is there for you to grow from should you choose to take it that way, as opposed to blaming others for um, your misfortune. Okay. So this GFC will be strengthening our self-awareness, our clarity around that, And also our neutrality so we don't take things as personally and so that we can learn the most from what happens with us. Okay. Becoming aware of your body. And as you become aware of your body, Becoming very aware of your back body, from the top of your head all the way down through your entire back body. Okay, so that would be the back of the head, the neck, your back, the backs of your arms, your butt, the backs of your legs, and your heels. Yes, we often are not aware of our back bodies. Just like we're often not aware of a number of our own distortion patterns. Other people are aware of them, but we're more blind to them. So becoming aware of your back body. Good. And now please become aware of the soles of your feet yeah good And now please become aware of your breath, without changing it at first, nor judging it, nor desiring it to be any different than the way it is right now. Just noticing your breath. And after a couple of breaths, taking the opportunity to deepen your breath, to allow it to become more full, to elongate. Noticing if you can allow it to fill more of the inside of you. Today, can your breath touch a part of you from the inside that it hasn't been before? And if it can't, it's okay. Just notice if it can. Mm Mm-hmm. Good. And now, please notice your surroundings. Noticing the sound on my end, all the birds singing quite loudly today. And then noticing all the sounds on your end. So many little sounds that we take for granted. Noticing the blinds clacking against the windows very softly. As it moves in the current of the heater's air. The whirring of a computer. of a fan further away. Just noticing the soundscape around you. Yeah. And now, please notice The quality of the air. So we take the air for granted. Noticing its temperature. Its texture. Does it feel humid today or dry? Does it feel lighter or heavier? Is there ionic charge from rain? Just notice, and when you are complete with that, blinking your eyes open and triangulating. For those of you who are new, triangulating means to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. What those objects are is not important. So you're going to notice the distance between each object and you, and then feel that distance. So for example, if object A is the chair, noticing the distance between the chair and you, and then feeling the distance between the chair and you. Mm Mm-hmm. Then you're going to do the same thing for objects B and C, and you'll notice that as you do this, your sense of where you are in space will become more present and clarify. Now for those of you who are more experienced and are faster at triangulating, bringing your attention to your heart space. In the center of your chest, in your nipple line. Breathing normally. Mm. Good. Now that we've all cut up, bringing your, everyone keeping your attention in that heart space, we're going to take a nice deep breath here. Holding that nice big breath in for a count of four. And then whenever you've completed that four count, releasing all the air out of your lungs at the speed that you desire, and then holding your breath out for a count of six. Noticing the length of count that you have chosen. Is it faster or slower, perhaps, than what you've done before? Just noticing if it's easier for you to hold your breath in or out. And while we wait for the mastermind to coalesce, please know that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level and that I often work in silence, especially as I work in the higher frequencies. And uh, if I make noise uh, when I'm working there, it uh, it is not to your benefit. It just lowers the frequency resonance. I do, however, sometimes make noise. So you may hear me hum or exhale sharply, or even yawn. And that is how I seem to release distortion patterns that are lower and denser in frequency resonance and sometimes very sticky. Okay. So also for you to note that if I say something that really resonates with you, it's likely yours. And if I say something that you really resist, it's also likely yours. So I encourage you to remain open and to explore further. Good. There we go. So now that the mastermind has coalesced, bringing your attention, please, to the space between the vertebrae in your neck. In addition to your xiphoid process, your xiphoid process is right at the base of your sternum. Your sternum is that big thick bone in the center of your chest where ribs meet in front of your body. If you trace your finger down to its base, where it goes from bone to flesh, that fleshy point, if you press on it slightly, it will be more tender or a little sore. That is your xiphoid process. So keeping your attention in your xiphoid process and in the space between the vertebrae of your neck. We're going to ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question for those who are new, is how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? So as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this surprisingly vast space, imagining or becoming aware of a brilliance at its very core. And as you keep your attention on this brilliance, it intensifies And starts to expand outwards through all of your cells, out through your organs, your bones, out through your flesh and your muscles. radiating out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: yeah becoming very aware of the brilliance within the sphere. Yeah. And now please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm working on you at spirit level to increase your frequency resonance irrespective of where it began. The higher your frequency resonance, the more effective the session, the more momentum you have on spirit level. And the faster you can integrate these higher-level frequencies. This is one of the most important things we do together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Bring your attention, please, to your xiphoid process alone. Okay, just the xiphoid. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that we're going to do is release the distortion pattern of can I explain this? It's like not wanting to be responsible or caught doing the wrong thing. Okay? You don't want to do things wrong okay, or get busted for it. So let's release this. Yeah. Good. Bring your attention to your heart space and your xiphoid process at the same time. Your heart space in the center of your chest and your nipple line. Yeah. So this is the attachment to getting it right. To doing something right. To be in the right position. Say the right things that there is a right. Okay. So meaning a right way. All right. Uh, for some of you, this is self-righteousness. Okay. So meaning not only are you attached to being right, you derive a sense of ego identity, uh, from it. All right. Let's release this. If we don't, it's very hard to not blame people who we think are, are wrong. So, right and wrong comes from the mind and from a whole bunch of lineage and cultural distortion, and also often from a sense of low self-worth that is dependent on being right to feel worthy. So there's a whole package of stuff going on right here, and work on releasing all of it. So you'll find, for some of you, where this distortion is particularly heavy, that your mind wants to wander off. Okay? So just firmly and gently bring it back to the body, to the spot in your body. Very good, it's a big one for many of you guys. Bring your attention now please to the back of your neck and also your um, brainstem. Okay, so we're helping to create more clarity so you can observe and see yourself better. So, which also involves giving you more space or distance from your own thoughts and emotions. please, to the center point of your solar plexus, pulling you into more neutrality. So you're better able to observe self and others. And when you tend to uh, blame other for things that you actually instigated, all right? So this has to do with self-awareness. And for a subgroup of you uh, helping you with this victim frequency okay which when combined with self-righteousness um, causes uh, huge breaks on any kind of momentum. Bring your attention to the xiphoid process and about three inches or seven centimeters directly beneath it, clearing out and resetting the pain body and then integrating that pain body into the new frequency resonance that is you. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources, creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion,